Okay, hi there. Welcome to the Film Whip Podcast again. I'm Stephen Hurst and it's a film club solo edition again this week. And I decided to pick on a film that's been on my list for a while. But it's always been one of those ones of will we, won't we cover it. Um, so I thought sod it, I'll do it. I'll cover it myself largely for the fact that actually that, uh, well, besides, besides plugging a hole, um, the writer-director uh, team... Um, uh, for this film, uh, well, actually, that's not true. The uh, director producer team for this, the director is a Stacy Title uh, female director, and her other half uh, is uh, also uh, starring in this film. One of the actors in this film, Jonathan Penner, he also is one of the producers on this film, The Last Supper. They've actually um, released a couple of films uh, since this one I'm going to talk about, and they got one out uh, just now in America called The Bye Bye Man um, horror film, which he wrote and she directed. And it just basically reminded me of them as uh, artists. And I thought, oh, yeah, 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 The Last Supper. I should really talk about that again. Um, <clears throat> so The Last Supper, which came out in 1996, is a, uh, a, again, I never just pick straight out comedies. It's a black comedy, um, so, a, a social satire, about five um, students living together, liberal students, and obviously all the actors look like they're thirty something, even though they're supposed to be like early twenties. Um, and they include uh, Cameron Diaz, who many people will know, uh, Ron Eldard, a very good character actor, um, Annabeth Gish, uh, Jonathan Penner, who I'd already uh, mentioned already, and um, Courtney B. Vance, who I am a fan of. Um, yes, five liberal uh, graduate students. They're all earning basically their their master degrees, and um, they run into trouble. <laughs> Let's say that. Um, this is one of those ideas where um, it, it, you get some of the best uh, satires where you, you, you have a group of characters, you introduce them to a problem, you, uh, or, or you give them an idea, and then you let that idea uh, develop them and, and nurture them, and you watch how the characters change with this idea as the film goes on, and then the idea itself comes in on itself to almost swallow them whole by the end of the film. You know, it, it turns in against them, even though they are initially the sort of victims of circumstance. Um, uh, things get so out of control that it turns against them in, in the end. And that's the interesting thing about this film, is watching these five characters react and how they uh, behave uh, throughout this movie. Because basically what happens is is that they host uh, dinners at their house for uh, various people. And it's usually you know, p- local people, and the idea is that they then have, uh, you know, uh, dinner, drink, and discussion. You know, usually about politics or some some, some sort of social event or something. Uh, you know, so that's how they get their jollies basically. And it's on a particular rainy night where one of them has uh, had car trouble. He gets picked up, uh, gets helped out by a character played by Bill Paxton, and uh, he ends up being their guest because the guest that they were going to have has dropped out on them. So they say, "Look, we've got an extra set." Uh, a place set uh, ready. Why don't you come in and uh, join the group? And you know, he's, he's a bit hesitant at first, but he goes, "Okay." And and then they explain uh, as they're sat down, getting ready to uh, have this dinner. You know who they are, what they do, what each of them are sort of studying, and you can tell that he is of a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a different social class from the rest of them. He's not educated. Uh, he's a war veteran and uh, has particular racial issues. And you see that right from the get-go because the first shot of them having the dinner 
is of Bill Paxton staring at Courtney B. Vance's character. Courtney B. Vance is the only black character amongst them, and he's on the opposite end of the table, and he's happily just staring right back at him. He's got you know him pegged right away that this guy is bad news, and um, and even when they're talking about what they're uh, 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 studying their masters in. When it comes to uh, some, one of them's going to be a master painter, someone's going to be a master a doctor, someone's going to be this. And Courtney B. Vance, you know, as a joke, just says, "I just want to be plain old master." And Bill Paxton gives him a sort of sly, sort of uh, grin when, when he hears that, sort of like, "Yeah, I'll fucking bet you do," kind of thing. Um, but their uh, social discussion gets out of hand basically when it becomes clear that Paxton's character is a Nazi sympathizer and um, it gets so out of control that things start to get very rude um, uh, uh, to the point where they, they ask him to leave and then he uh, things start to get, uh, well things do get uh, quite violent you know Bill Paxton tries to set, make an example out of them by showing them that they're, uh, that they're basically just talkers they're not doers in this life um, but he does so by using a knife and threatening one of them and it gets so out of control that uh, he ends up breaking the arm of Ron Eldard um, and then in response to that, Jonathan Penner's character stabs Bill Paxton in the back, who promptly falls over and dies. So, right there, they are stuck with a, a dilemma, but it's a dilemma that then poses the question that will be the rest of the movie, which is, what if we invited people over who we take uh, issue with, and uh, if we can't... Um, <laughs> convince them over to our way of thinking then we poison them at dinner and kill them off <laughs> um, and that's literally it so uh, yeah that's I mean an odd premise for sure but um, the drama's interesting between the five of them because upon Bill Paxton's character being killed you have um, Jonathan Panner who's in a bit of a panic because he is the one that's committed the crime so he's you know worried about this and, um, but at the same time, he's kind of like, well, you know, uh, he, he, you know, he, it's the kind of shock that you have where you're very numb to what's going on. His girlfriend, on the other hand, which is played by Annabeth Gish, is crying and panicking and thinks that this is horrible. On the opposite side of the table from her, you have uh, Cameron Diaz's character, who couldn't give a shit. I mean, she's sitting there, sipping her wine or eating her food and couldn't care less. And thank God he's dead. And yay, great. And Ron Eldar's got a broken arm, but he is also sort of a bit sort of on the panicky side of things. And then in the middle, you've got Courtney B. Vance, who is, I, I guess, the one that's sort of thinking the most straight out of the lot of them. But is also the one that poses the idea of let's just bury this guy. And that's where the sort of five of them start off before they decide to uh, go on this journey together. So, uh, and that's when things get interesting. So... That is basically Act 1. Act 2 is them putting their plan into effect. And um, basically, uh, you get introduced to a slew of guests that they have over. And each one of them is guilty of one thing or the other. The first person they have round for dinner, who you actually see them killing purposely, is uh, a, a man of the faith, a man of the church, played by Charles Durning. But he turns out to be very unsympathetic towards homosexuality. So they turn against him and feed him some poisoned wine. And he dies, you know, quite the uh, horrific coughing death uh, in front of them all. And, it, and it's blackly funny because they've, they've prepped it saying, you know, it, when, you know, if we choose to poison someone, we should at least react like 
it's a, a shock to us and you know maybe we should you know try and help or or you know just basically so they don't know that they're being murdered so that the person that's dying you know it, it, it to them it isn't an act of cruelty that's happening to them it's it's an accident and watching all five of them fake screaming in front of this guy as he's choking to death is hilarious um and uh, then the film uh, picks up speed because you then get, you know, their the next host round, uh, you know, someone who um, uh, goes along with uh, c- uh, what you might otherwise see as consensual rape. You've got uh, a, a guy that comes over who uh, d- doesn't eat, uh, you know, the right kind, of, well, doesn't eat any kind of meat um, and is a, a, a bit of a racial stereotype. Um, you have... Um, a guy that comes over that likes to beat up homeless people, um, who they and that's the the one guy that they actually managed to talk out of, uh, you know, what it is that he believes in. You actually see him pause and go, actually, maybe you know what you're right. These people have got families and stuff like that too. Um, in fact, it's at the point when he's drank his poison wine that he makes this revelation about himself. So the five of them sort of sit there and are like, uh, well, uh, you're, well, you're entitled to your own opinion. And then he goes back on uh, what he just said and then promptly dies. Um, yeah, it's quite funny. Um, but the, uh, but you see the effect that it's slowly having on them. Cameron Diaz's character starts to become less cold and less cruel uh, uh, towards what they're doing. She even starts building... Uh, flower patches in the back garden around each of the graves that they're, they've they've uh, uh, dug, um, and basically they're growing uh, tomatoes out of the graves out of the people. So they're growing fruit um, out of all these dead bodies. Um, and Jonathan Penner's character is quite funny, actually. He's, he says, you know, he's he's had a stomachache for ages, and uh, Cameron Diaz is like, well, maybe it's because of all these, you know, uh, tomatoes that we're eating. <laughs> um, and he, uh, who, who's the artist among the lot of them, starts, you know, he can't sleep, uh, so he's painting more, and he paints, he paints the whole uh, Da Vinci God and Man image on the ceiling. So he's having a hard time dealing with it. Whereas on the other hand, Ron Eldard uh, uh, is become quite cruel. He uh, is a hunter in his free time, uh, clay pigeon shooting, and... Um, but he actually starts shooting after uh, live uh, stock, well, live animals, birds even. He shoots a bird out of the sky and he starts taking, you know, he, his bloodlust is up. And uh, Annabeth uh, Gish's character, who was originally, you know, the, the whole the big crybaby about the whole thing, um, is now b- b- getting, you know, intense pleasure out of it to the point where she is getting, uh, you know, she just has a, a bit of a sexual appetite and, you know, because her, her boyfriend, played by Jonathan Panner, isn't looking after her, she's having to, uh, well, take care of herself, uh, shall we say, um, while he's off painting or, or just, you know, playing, ignoring her, you know, you get a scene with them in bed together and she's wanting to fool around and he's just like, you know, look, just just, just go to sleep because, you know, it's, it's not funny. Um so those four kind of swap places from where they were originally, whereas dead centre in the middle, you have Courtney B. Vance's character who has not changed. He is still fully intent on what they're doing and, if anything, become becoming even more focused um, about it. And uh, even when he, sit, he sits down and is forced to have a chat with um, Jonathan Penner and uh, Cameron Diaz's character, they're trying to say to him, look, you know, 
we really need to stop, take a break, rethink what we're doing here. And he's just making excuses for what they're doing. But they even say to him, look, we're not even giving people a decent meal anymore. You know, I think at one stage when they have uh, a character around played by Jason Alexander, who's a bit sort of, uh, he's, he's not he's, he's, he's not pro-life, He um, they've just basically given him a burger and a bun, um, you know, uh, to, to eat. So uh, their standards are dropping and they're being, you know, a lot more uh, careless about how they're going about this. Um, and that's the effect that it's having on each and all of them. Now, um, you also have in the background the sheriff in the town looking for a missing girl. And as it turns out, the link to this missing girl is Bill Paxton's character. He is, uh, as it turns out, potentially could be the person that abducted and murdered this missing girl. Um, and because he uh, is the one that gave Ron Eldar's character a lift home because he broke down, uh, they, they eventually the police make connections to the point where they come round to the house and start asking questions. Um, and a couple of them get a bit sloppy in their answers or they, they stare at the, you know, a photo for too long with the... Uh, uh, the, the 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 lady sheriff um, played by Nora, a very very good Nora Dunn, um, decides to you know sort of you know uh, push for more uh, uh, questions from them, and it gets to the point where she actually she actually breaks the law, she actually breaks into their back garden to have a look around, and she is confronted by Courtney B. Vance, and they have uh, a really really intense conversation because he is just cold and cynical uh because she says you know she's there she's she's investigating the uh the disappearance of the little girl and he's just straight out flat says i think she's dead um and the police uh, uh lady uh, police lady the police sheriff uh is like well there's always hope isn't there and he just blankly stares at her um and before she goes you know the moment her back is turned to him he lifts up the shovel that he's got in his hand and smacks around the head with it. So he kills the uh, the sheriff. Um, and this doesn't come out until the very end. So the others don't know about this at this point. And this is where it leads into the final act. Because they have gotten so out of control. I mean, uh, you, you've had this wonderful um, list of uh, character actors appearing. Mark Harmon, Charles Durning, Bill Paxton, um, uh, uh, Jason Alexander, and uh, a few others as the guests that get murdered. Um, and by the time you get to about ten... Um, they've had a teenage girl who, you know, doesn't agree that school should be handing out condoms at school, you know, practicing safe sex. It gets ridiculous to the point where um, Cameron Diaz has to, you know, break up the pie so she can get this poor girl out of there before Courtney B. Vance murders her. Um, as he did a previous guest who didn't drink wine, he actually went over and stabbed her in the in the back while the others weren't looking. Some poor girl that was just illit- in, in illiterate. <laughs> um so they decide to take a break, uh, and while two of them, being Courtney B. Vance and Jonathan Penner's character, head off to the airport to... Oh, sorry, uh, Ron Eldar's character, go off to the airport to go on a trip, they run into Ron Perlman. Now, Ron Perlman is playing a congressman of sorts, and he has been on the TV throughout this movie, and he's hilarious. Uh, some of the skits that you hear... Um, him going on about uh, on TV are funny. Uh, you know, he's talking about g- um, gay pride marches and uh, hippies and Native Americans and some of the stuff that he says about uh, uh, each of these groups is nothing short of hilarious. Especially the, the Native Americans. You know what the hell were they doing with this country, shooting off bows and arrows and using seashells for money? Um, 
yeah, it's just it's it's out there. But um, but he's an engaging person throughout, and he is you know it's like this is the one that we've been working for, waiting for kind of thing. Um, and uh, the the weather has kept them all there at the airport, so they invite him back for you know a meal while he's waiting around because he's hungry, and he obliges. He comes along. So this is basically your uh, your final act with this last guy, and they you get a bit more of the conversation because uh, than you do with some of the other guests. But they basically land him with the same question they posed to themselves, which is basically if you could go back in time and confront Hitler. Would you kill him or not in order to save all those people? And he basically engages them in conversation, gives them the opposite answer to what they all gave, and justifies it. Um, he he basically justifies his way of thinking, and his way of thinking and talking works so well that he manages to pull four of the five over onto his side, um, to the point where it's basically Courtney B. Vance left on his own, who just really just wants to murder this guy, and um, things get out of control, and the five of them have to go into the other room to have a good think about what they're doing, and then that's when Vance's character really loses the plot, and you fight the rest of them find out everything about what he's been up to. Um, and it's a superb performance. He is really, really good, uh, Courtney B. Vance. It's, it's, it's a film that really made me go, wow, I need to keep my eye on this guy. Because um, I think the film I'd seen him in previous to this, uh, he'd been a couple of films, uh, obviously, but uh, the, the one where he sort of stood out, and I went, that's an interesting character actor who I'd never seen before, was uh, the, the sonar guy in Hunt for Red October. He, uh, he, he first stood out to me there. Um... And uh, this was sort of like the next sort of big role that I sort of saw him in, even if it's five years later. Um, but, I mean, he's still around. He's married to Angela Bassett in real life, I believe. And I think he recently just got the uh, Golden Globe for playing uh, Johnny Cochran in the uh, OJ 10-part miniseries. Um, yeah, the, uh, the people of uh, United States of America versus OJ Simpson. Um, and he was very, very good in that. Um, but I mean, they're all good. They're all good. I mean, um, I don't often watch films of Cameron Diaz in them and go, "Yay, I love that." But um, this is a, a, a nice early one, but you know, which proves that she, you know, she is into doing more than you know your, your casual chick flick or uh, team up buddy movie or whatever it may be. Um, this one had a bit more bite to it, so to speak. So. Um, but Bron Perlman just comes in and steals the show at the end. And while they're all arguing in the kitchen, he's walking around their lounge, looking out their window into their back garden and and looking at newspaper clippings and slowly piecing things together. And suffice to say, the film sort of comes to uh, uh, a close where, you know, I mean, it's fairly obvious what has happened. But it's given to you in painting form, so therefore is it an interpretation of what has actually happened. Uh, you know, it's up to you. It, it, it is ambiguous enough for you to believe what you want to believe about how the film uh, has ended. But you get a lovely voiceover from Perlman's character, you know, basically saying that, you know, yep, he might uh, he might just push on and try and become president one day. Um, yeah, superb. Um film's got a good soundtrack as well. Some nice, uh, uh, plenty of Casey and the Sunshine Band. Um, uh, a nice track from Sam Brown. Sam Brown uh, did a bit of acting as well. She was a, a villain in Die Hard 3. She didn't say anything, but she was mean as hell. Um, but there's also an engaging score by Mark uh, Mothersbaugh, um, which keeps this one trundling along. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice, nice little dark black comedy uh, drama thriller uh, with a very, very engaging cast and a cast that's still relevant today. You know, you'll look at the supporting characters in here 
and go, oh yes, I know Perm and I know Paxton um, and some of the others. Um, so it's definitely still worth a watch. And it's only like the 95 minute mark as well. So it's short uh, and to the point. It doesn't outstay its welcome. Um, and it's stylish enough. Um, and uh, it, there's enough wit and humor in here to... Uh, uh, to enjoy it. So it's one that I just wanted to pick up to fill a gap as I'm waiting on the guys to sort their act out. But um, yeah, we will be back again, of course, with uh, more uh, Film Club stuff uh, with me and someone else. But uh, yeah, go check out uh, The Last Supper if that appeals to you. And I will speak to you again soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>